Hey everybody, welcome to Guided by Bob. I'm your host, Bob. Every week I select a non-sexual fantasy submitted by our fans, and I bring that fantasy to life in the form of a guided meditation. Sometimes I have a guest on the show. For those episodes, there's one meditation by me and one meditation by somebody who is not me. If you would like to submit your fantasy for consideration, please visit our website at guidedbybob.com. Click on the fantasy submission link. If your fantasy is chosen, you will win a free Guided by Bob t-shirt and a snack of your choice. We're excited to have lawyer, comedian, Elizabeth Booker Houston on the show today. She'll be stopping by the lounge later to perform today's guest meditation. Stick around and check it out. What time is it? It's snack time. Today's snack is a pack of peanut M&Ms and today's beverage is a Wild Bill's Rocket Pop. Please send us your snack recommendations. We're always on the lookout for new delicious snacks. And that's all there is to it. I'm going to make my way to the Patent Lounge to start today's meditation. I will see you there. Please follow us on Twitter at Guided by Bob Pond and on Instagram and Facebook at Guided by Bob Podcast. You can donate to the show at Patreon.com. All donations will give you access to exclusive Guided by Bob content. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Patent Lounge. Please take a deep breath and leave your worries outside. As always, these meditations are for entertainment purposes only and should never be taken seriously, no matter how lifelike they may seem. Today's fantasy is brought to you by Henry from St. Louis, Missouri. He writes, Dear Bob, I'm playing varsity baseball this year as a freshman, but it's been really hard. I get bullied by the upperclassmen every day, and I'm thinking about quitting. I was watching a Godzilla movie this weekend and thought it would be cool if I could bring Godzilla with me to practice. I'm sure he would put the bullies in their place. Please make my fantasy come true. Thanks, Henry. Well, Henry, 
Today is your lucky day. Sit back, relax, and lend me your ears. Your fantasy starts now. You stand outside a U-Haul facility in the suburbs of St. Louis. There's a sign outside that reads, Gets great daily rates on all U-Haul trucks. Also, ask about our hourly rates. To rent Godzilla, you make your way inside. You say, I would like to rent Godzilla for one hour, please. The clerk scratches his head and says, Would you like insurance? On your Godzilla, you say, sure thing. The clerk rings you up and says, meet me around back and I'll bring him right out. You wait patiently as the clerk arrives with Godzilla. The clerk leans a ladder against the massive green monster and helps you into the driver's seat. He looks up at you and says, Make sure you're back before 4.30 to avoid any late fees have fun you pull the reins to the left and direct Godzilla towards your high school it's payback time Godzilla destroys the nearby Ruritan building and says you pet Godzilla affectionately from your cockpit he's your new BFF he sidesteps the nearby textile mill and crosses the freeway Cars swerve and crash and burn. Luckily, nobody dies. You finally reach the baseball field behind your high school. The bullies stand near the fence laughing amongst themselves. Everyone looks up 
as Godzilla's massive body blocks out the sun. The entire outfield goes dark. You try to think of something cool to say. You decide to go with Suck It, Bullies. Godzilla squeezes his tiny little fist and belts out a stream of fire. The bullies are instantly disintegrated. The rest of the team runs for cover. There's a big burned out hole in the earth where left field used to be. Victory is yours. Burning your teammates alive was not as satisfying as you thought. You look down at your watch. You've got another 45 minutes with Godzilla. You decide to go downtown to wreck some shit. You turn up Interstate 270 and head straight for Bush Stadium, home of the St. Louis Cardinals. He whips his tail into the massive structure and levels half the stadium. Godzilla jumps up and down on the infield and makes a crater. It's obvious Godzilla is a Cubs fan. (laughs) Sirens go off around the city. Everyone evacuates from the buildings and surrounding areas. Godzilla smashes down on City Hall. He gets a running start and tackles Campbell House Museum. You never liked that place. Godzilla roars and shoots fire down Cold Street. You leave Godzilla past the St. Louis Arch and straight to the Mississippi River. A fighter jet flies overhead. Before you know it, two missiles are coming your way. This is not good. Godzilla slaps the missiles to the side. They strike the Wainwright 
building. The complex explodes into flames. Amazing. <laughs> Before long, helicopters and armed trunks with missile silos surround you and Godzilla. You suddenly realize what you're doing is most likely against the law. You are screwed. The army commander stands down on the streets. He uses a megaphone and says, Son, put down the Godzilla and turn yourself in. <laughs> the water underneath the famous Eads Bridge starts to bubble. Something is coming up from the depths. Slowly, one dragon head appears, then another, and another. It's the Godzilla supervillain Ghidorah. Godzilla says, and brings fire across the river. The flames flicker against the eyeballs of the triple-headed dragon monster. The army commander lifts his megaphone and says, Let them fight. You are super glad you got insurance on your Godzilla. Godzilla steps into the river. Godzilla grabs Ghidorah with his tiny hands and rips off one of his heads. Blood sprays everywhere, including all over your face. Godzilla shoots a wand of nuclear fire at his nemesis. The flames cannot penetrate Ghidorah's thick-ass golden scales. Ghidorah neutralizes Godzilla with his powerful gravity beams. He uses them to lift Godzilla 
out of the river. Gidor raises you both high above the city. You start to think of things to tell Jesus when you see him. The army starts to fire their missiles. One of them explodes inside Ghidorah's mouth like a jalapeno popper from Buffalo Wild Wings. Ghidorah retracts his gravity beams and thrashes about. The good news is Godzilla is free of the gravity beams. The bad news is you are plummeting towards Earth. You miss your mama. You tighten your seat belts as Godzilla lands in the middle of the Mississippi. A new cannonball world record. You are fully submerged underwater. A massive catfish swims up to your face. The catfish says, Why is there all this splashing around going on? I'm tired. The catfish swims off as Godzilla stands back up. Godzilla spins in a circle and tosses Ghidorah into the St. Louis Arch. The historic site cracks at the base and falls to the ground. Godzilla picks up a piece of the monument. He uses it like one of those long rocking pizza cutters from Pizza Hut. Ghidorah's two remaining heads are obliterated. The military members start to cheer. A woman is standing with the army commander. It's your mom. Oh shit. She says, Henry, you get off that Godzilla and come here right this very second. You undo your seatbelt and slide down Godzilla's tail. Your mom gives you a hug. Godzilla heads south and makes his way out of St. Louis. You wave goodbye to your friend. Those Godzilla late fees 
are gonna suck. Best Godzilla day ever. And we're back. I'd like to welcome Elizabeth Booker Houston to the show. She's a lawyer and comedian based out of Washington, D.C. She is best known for her political commentary and her stand-up work. Make sure to check her out when she comes to your town. Elizabeth, the floor is yours. Hey, everybody. Thank you, Bob, for having me as a guest on your show. I'm Elizabeth Booker Houston. I am a lawyer, a stand-up comedian, and a political content creator. If you want to follow me, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the handle Booker Squared. You can also go to the link tree in my bio to find information about my upcoming shows. But let's go ahead and jump back over to the Patent Lounge and start today's guest meditation. Today's guest fantasy is brought to you by Kevin from Lewiston, Maine. He writes, Dear Bob, my dad was a history teacher, so I am a big history buff. My fantasy is to be a fly on the wall for the signing of the Declaration of Independence. It would be cool to see and hear what the Founding Fathers were talking about on that historic day. If you could make this fantasy come true, I would be a lifelong listener. Thanks so much, Kevin. Gotta tell you, Kevin, you and I have very different ideas of what it means to be cool. I personally have no interest in watching a bunch of decrepit old men in bad lease fronts and cheap stockings not give women, you know, rights. But hey, do you. In the meantime, Kevin, today is your lucky day. Sit back, relax, and lend me your ears. Your fantasy starts now. The date is August 2nd, 1776. You are outside the Pennsylvania State House in Philadelphia. The site of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, and more importantly, home of the Philly cheesesteak. You hear a buzzing sound. You look down and realize that you are no longer human. You have been transformed into an ordinary house fly. This is weird because you just watched The Fly last week. It's your favorite Jeff Goldblum movie, besides Deep Cover. You can now easily fly into the State House and watch the proceedings. What a treat. You buzz past a couple of colonial women. You fly over a horse in the middle of the road. The large animal swats his tail at you. He says, go on, fly. You go inside. You see such stalwarts as John Hancock, Thomas Jefferson, and the thoughtiest founding father of them all, Benjamin Franklin. The less heralded Carter Braxton mocks John Adams from a safe distance. You land on one of the windows, a perfect spot to observe one of the greatest moments in history. 
Unfortunately, the hearing of a housefly is extremely poor. It's impossible to hear what's going on. You have to get closer. You detach from the window and fly over the first table you can find. You hover above the heads of Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin. You still can't hear what they're saying. You have to get closer. Which is a shame because they probably don't wear deodorant. You lower yourself onto the top of Thomas Jefferson's wig. You can now hear what Ben Franklin is saying. He says, man, Tommy, I'm feeling so hot today. Paul Revere's parties are crazy. Thomas Jefferson leans back in his chair and scratches his belly. He says, I feel you, Benny. Rachel gets a few shots in her and she won't stop talking. Now I know why Paul went on his ride. Benjamin Franklin leans forward. He looks right at you. He says, Tom, you got a fly on your head. Thomas Jefferson shoes you away. You fly away for a moment and circle the table. This time, you perch on Benjamin Franklin's shoulder. You focus back in on the conversation between two of the greatest minds in American history. Thomas Jefferson leans forward. He says, Benny, you got that fly on your shoulder. Benjamin Franklin looks down at you. He says, look at the little fella. Marvelous little creatures, really. Benjamin Franklin is talking about you. Your big fly eyeballs beam with pride. Thomas Jefferson squints and says, I don't know, Benny. They're kind of gross. I mean, don't they pee on their food before they eat it? Benjamin laughs and says, No. They excrete enzymes. It's not urine at all. All of the things flies can do when their lifespan is so short. Tommy adjusts his wig. He says, how long do they live? Benjamin says with certainty, two weeks and not a second longer. Hmm. You had never heard that before. Two weeks to live. You start trying to remember your birthday. Your fly memory is not the sharpest. Then you remember that your mom threw you a one-week-old birthday party last Monday. And today is Monday. Oh, shit. Two weeks. You are surely going to die today. Benjamin Franklin said so. You panic. You gasp as oxygen floods your tiny little lungs. Benjamin flicks you off his shoulder. You spin out of control and fall to the floor. Thomas Jefferson's shoe comes down in your direction and you scream in terror. The large shoe lands on your right wing. You are trapped. Benjamin Franklin claps his hands together three times and says, All right, everybody, let's get this thing over with. I've got some shit I gotta invent later today. The room goes quiet. A sudden air of seriousness fills the arena. John Adams says, Okay, everyone, quick reminder that there will be refreshments and dear chili at Thomas McKean's house after the signing. 
Now, if everyone would come up here one at a time. Thomas Jefferson says, Why do we have to stand in line? Just have the page bring it to our tables. Adams points at the painter, who has been creating a portrait of today's event. He says, Fine. Just paint it like we all stood in line, okay? The painter nods. Adams sends the Declaration of Independence around the room. Jefferson shuffles his feet. You're free. Oh, but one of your wings has been ripped off. You scream bloody murder. Your tiny cries fall on deaf ears. Your housefly panic attack kicks into high gear. You fly wildly around the room like Randy Quaid in Independence Day. You just need some fresh air. You try to fly out the window. You bang your head repeatedly against the glass like a bird caught in a fireplace. Now you have a black eye. You try to follow a page out the front door, but he shuts it in your face. Son of a bitch. You turn around and come face to face with John Adams. With the quickness of a Jedi Master, he cups his hands and claps them together. You are now enclosed in total darkness. You have been captured by the second president of the United States. He leans forward and whispers, I gotta end you. Adams tosses you into the air. You flutter about and land on John Hancock's desk. He stops mid-signature. He flicks you across the room with his index finger. You land on your side next to Benjamin Franklin's untouched brandy. Five of your six legs are now broken. You are in a lot of pain. You try to catch your fly breath. Jefferson says, Man, I still think we should have added that witch's protection amendment. Benjamin Franklin downs his brandy and belches. He says, You should let it go. I am very pro-witch, you know that. They're kinky. A house page comes over with the Declaration of Independence. Benjamin Franklin takes the document. You flap your one good wing and move your one good leg. Unfortunately, you do not take flight. You just spin in circles on the table. Benny looks over his glasses at you. He says, ah, a spirited little bugger. Until the very end. Benjamin Franklin takes the Declaration of Independence and whacks you over the head with it. Your tiny fly innards splatter all over the back of the country's most sacred document. You are now a permanent part of history. that's all we have for today. Please join us next week for a new episode. As always, we will donate a portion of our proceeds to Project Lime. Project Lime is a nonprofit organization that helps fund research and education for Lyme disease. For more information on how you can help, please visit projectlime.org. To all of my fellow Lyme warriors out there and anyone who is struggling with chronic illness, 
I see you. I believe you. I believe in you. Be good.